Yes, but I'm a different Matt than was on the last podcast. This is a post-Renaissance uh, version yes. of me. I've become a new person. The old me is Fine, gone. The new me. <laughs> I know. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah, last night was the Renaissance tour from Beyonce. Blue Ivy made an appearance. Oprah was there, apparently. Greta Gerwig <laughs> was there the night before. I spent, like, so much money on floor seats, which were incredible. It was just, like, a revelation. I'm so glad. I know that those tickets were maybe impulsively purchased. Yes. um, But I'm glad that it... (laughs) When I thought I was losing my job, but I still bought them anyways. Yes. Yeah. It paid off, maybe not financially, but spiritually, emotionally, physically, like, and that's what really counts, you know? Yeah, well, because I went and saw Lady Gaga there... This I guess was last summer, and we got like lower bowl tickets because this is a the the New York Giants New York Jets stadium MetLife, so it's like massive. It's not like Madison Square Garden, which I was used to. And I was like, okay, if you're seeing a concert there, you either need to be like on the floor close and spend like the money, or just get the cheap nosebleed seats because once you're like <laughs> to a, at a certain right. like distance, it's like you're watching the screen no matter where you are. So like. <laughs> You might as well spend the, get the hundred dollar yeah. tickets rather than the five hundred dollar tickets when yeah. you're still watching the screen. Yeah. So I splurged for Beyonce, and it was <laughs> it was just incredible. Like I obviously Many I was bitches. a huge like Beachella fan. I've watched mm-hmm, that multiple mm-hmm. times. I do think that's the greatest concert that has ever been created. I mean, grab, granted, I haven't seen every concert, but I have. There's nothing that's come close in my mind. Yeah. Um, and this like wasn't at that level. Um, but it's just like she is so talented. Yeah. And watching her, I'm like, is there another person on earth as talented as she is? Like, she's so good at singing. She's so good at dancing. Like, she's going hard the entire time. She it's like live vocals. She's like running around the stage. She's doing choreography. But then also, you know that so much of the artwork and the costumes and the production and all of that was also like her idea mm-hmm. that it's just mesmerizing to be like, wow, one person like so yeah. much brilliance can come up with all of this. And, and I said that it was the best concert that like I'll ever go to. And some troll on Instagram, of course, was like, well, you've never been to Taylor Swift concert. You've never been to Taylor <laughs> Swift concert. So how can you say that? And I was like, Taylor Swift may be a lot of things. She might be good at marketing. She might be good at songwriting. <laughs> like she she might put on a great show that has a lot of stuff going on. Like I will give her those things. <laughs> what she is not is a dancer. Yeah. And uh, I'm sorry They're to her voice, but she is not delivering the vocals of Beyonce. Yeah. And I was like, I was like, 
you know, we can't be comparing these things, but like, I will not, like, I could go to a million <laughs> Taylor Swift me. concerts and I will not be saying that it's better than this. Like, I don't care. I don't I care if she's giving out like gold bars <laughs> and, you know. You can't know until you try. That's the, I guess that's, that's true. the message. So, um, you know, you can fly out here this weekend. Taylor Swift is ending her North American tour. Uh, oh, yeah, you're North going. Leg. Yeah, so. And you have floor tickets. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So this I'm is excited. your moment now. This is your weekend. Yeah, yeah no, it's a big weekend because I'm doing Friday in the literal last nosebleed row of the biggest stadium. <laughs> and then on Tuesday, I'm doing floor like fifth row and I cannot wait. How much were the back row nosebleed tickets? I won't ask like you how expensive the. Oh, okay, that's not yeah, bad, yeah, yeah. honestly. Because I got the like, I got the presale, so it wasn't okay. Like, gotcha. So I was lucky. I was blessed. Okay, I, I, I've never admitted how many Taylor shows I've gone to on like, in a in a single confessional, but I feel truly lucky, and I don't take this for granted at all. Okay, I recognize my privilege. <laughs> Wait, <laughs> what number of show will this? When these are done, how many Taylor Swift concerts will he have been to? Four? No, total. Yeah, just four. Oh, like of all time? Yes. Seeing Taylor across the board? Okay, so four this tour, and then three, and then two, and then one. So, wow. (laughs) I've just been... Well, (laughs) excited for the next tour when you're seeing five. (laughs) Yikes. Yeah. That's just that's a sign of an addict, you know. You you think you get yeah, one no, hit, it's I, just believe one time, me. But... We're well aware. We are all well aware on this podcast of the addictions that we have. <laughs> yeah. Oh, but yeah, no, there will be much to report. Um, you know, seeing the experience from either end of the spectrum. But um, I love a good concert. I love a good memory. I think it's worth the money, especially in these difficult times and uh, depressive episodes. So I'm glad it was everything and more for you. Uh, yeah. Amazing. 10 out of 10. Yeah. We'll do it again. I was like, I was like, can I get another ticket to go to see a new <laughs> car? But then I was like, no, I can't be like traveling to like Atlanta <laughs> oh, or whatever. Because oh, that's insane. That's insane behavior to go see one person four times on one tour. Can you imagine? Bonkers. Oh, what, what, what Bonkers. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, I've been dying to get your thoughts on um, our beloved, <laughs> oft talked about Ariana Grande, who we announced was getting divorced after the marriage that yes. no one really remembered she was in. But now it's come out that she's dating her co-star, who is not the hot gay one, but instead... Like, I don't like to judge appearances, right? Like, what is beauty? But he played Spongebob. <laughs> but he played But Spongebob. he did play Spongebob. He is... If you, like, think, oh, Ariana Grande, who's she dating these days? And you think of her long list of lovers, and then you think of, like, her star power and her beauty and her and her prowess. This this man is the opposite of any physical specimen you would, you would conjure up in your mind. And... I honestly... I don't think so. You don't think so? I mean, I, I guess like you're talking like the downward trajectory of Pete Davidson to like you know the grunge will, factor. Well, no, I just feel like 
when you think about Ariana Grande's boyfriends, I don't, or fiancés or whatever, they're <laughs> not necessarily, like, Hollywood, like, A-list, like, hugs. Yeah, 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 yeah. They are sort of an odd grouping of people. Because, like, <sighs> Mac Miller, Pete Davidson, the, who, the, the husband that she just got a divorce from, like, he was cute, but sort of, like, in a very, like, nerdy sort of way. Yeah. And then this guy, like, is built... Like he does have like, like abs and stuff, but he's <laughs> but he's like a short little Broadway short kid um, who looks exactly like her brother. Oh yeah, no, that's the scariest Alarming. part is when you see the side by side of their faces. You're like, this <sighs> is horrific. I feel like she either never noticed it or instantly got the ick when someone did the TikTok like showing it because so it's just like I don't have. know if I could face myself. She must again. have broken up with yeah yeah. If I ever. I'm dating someone who looks like like my siblings. <laughs> yeah. That could be problematic. Not like, oh, are they married or d- are they dating or siblings? Like, I get that there can be some like you know vague similarities, like you're both brunette or like whatever. But the the closeness well, of these facial structures and smiles and energy is just. I don't think it's that weird to date someone or be attracted to people who sort of look like you. I think that's a normal thing, which I'm going to say on the record because (laughs) like half the people I'm attracted to are like, ah, look in the mirror. And so I guess if you have a sibling who looks like you, like it would make sense that the person you're attracted to like maybe would also sort of like the three of you would look alike. The thing that's weird in Ariana Grande's situation is that she does not really look at all like Frankie Grande. And so the fact that this guy she's dating looks nothing like her and a lot like her brother is alarming. (laughs) Yeah. And meanwhile, um, the juicier part of the story is that his ex-wife his soon-to-be ex-wife so she so he announced that they were getting an official divorce after being estranged is the word that was going around um but then lily j is her name and she she did not go quietly into the night she she chose violence and i'm here for it because she spoke to like page six and the daily mail so kind of trash you know gossip sites and gave like statements that were basically like Ariana's the story, really. That's what went wrong with my marriage. My family is just collateral damage to her. She's not a girl's girl. Oh, oh my gosh. Like, oh. I would just die. <laughs> I would oh. die if that was an insult thrown at me on the global stage. Um, and what's funny about I mean, I could is, say it if you want me to. No, 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 please. I, <laughs> I depend on being a girl's girl. Um, I mean, you did like Barbie, which is famously yeah, yeah, a, exactly. a corporate movie that's not really her. Corporate movie, corporate movie. <laughs> whatever. <laughs> um, but no, so then um, he did damage control and was like, release, his team released a statement that's like, we've been talking daily. The most important thing is preserving a relationship with my son and like blah, blah, blah. And we were supposed to like release a joint statement, but that didn't happen. And then someone on her side was like, oh, she didn't know it was like on the record. Like those quotes would be pulled <laughs> explicitly. She thought it was just a general chat, I guess. Um, so a mess, a messy, a messy celebrity divorce. Um, yeah. Don't get much of those, you know. Well, I also sort of think it's interesting because I think the first wicked movie is shot, but I don't think the second is, correct? I don't know. I honestly have no energy for that. 
And so, but like that's how they met. Is that he's yeah, wicked? Yeah, yeah. He's playing Bach, and so <laughs> I'm sort of like. Which also, it's like okay, wild. I didn't even look up who he's playing. Yes, he's playing checks. Bach, which is well because she obviously can't marry Jonathan Bailey, love of my yeah, life. I know because he's a homosexual. Yeah. So yeah, so she had to pick the next best thing. <laughs> but I am. Like, mm. interested because this feels exactly like the type of relationship that will crash and burn in, like, two or three months. And yeah. then they're still going to have to do all of this, like, movie press and stuff because Wicked is going to be going for, you know, several years by the time the second movie comes out. So I feel like this could, you know, yield a lot of fun moments. <laughs> like, I'm just thinking about the Don't Worry Darling press tour and, oh, yeah. like, that sort of energy yeah. maybe we can hope for. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's messy. And... um that sort of sticky situation remains uh, hard to distangle oneself from. Mm. Um, speaking of movies, we have the sort of like messy situation that is the actor strike, writer strike, fall festival lineups that have been coming out. I can't remember if we talked about this on the podcast, but Zendaya's movie Challengers, oh, yeah, no, the like that? horny tennis threesome film was supposed <laughs> yeah. to open Venice and then they announced that that was uh, getting pushed back and so there was a lot of consternation among the film community about like oh it, are are studios just going to basically push everything that was supposed to be yeah. in the fall back to next year when these celebrities will have to do press again because it's like the movies are done but there's no celebrities to be like marketing them yeah. and going on talk shows and doing interviews and all that kind of stuff. So like what will happen? But the, the lineups for the Toronto film festival, Venice and New York have started coming out. And so far, like everything that appeared to be a big player in fall award season is on there with the exception of challengers that moved. And then Things like Dune and The Color Purple, which have sort of later releases and might mm. not have gone to festivals anyways. There right. hasn't been any announcements about those movies, if, if they're staying in their slots or being pushed back. But if it's, if it's something like Dune and it's not coming out till November, I think, they might have a little bit longer to figure out what they want to do with that if it's not going to go to festivals in the yeah. first place. Um, but... Very interesting. The other thing that I thought was fascinating is so they released the SAG released this kind of like list of films and projects that were allowed to move forward or that could have uh, the actors could do like marketing for or could be filming stuff for. And at first, I think people were a little bit confused as to like, why are certain movies getting special treatment yeah. or like, doesn't it make more sense if it's a strike just to have them do nothing than to be doing certain things. But SAG then sort of released another statement saying, no, actually we think this is going to put more pressure on mm -hmm. the studios because now like places like A24, which are complying with all of their demands are like getting to move forward with projects and are getting to have the actors do promotional material for them while things like Universal and Amazon and Paramount like don't get to use those actors. So theoretically, especially as we go into award season and we get to all of these festivals, we could see 
you know, these actors doing promotional work for like smaller movies that maybe normally wouldn't get that much attention and now are just because, you know, Florence Pugh is not doing press for Dune, but she is able to do press for something else. So yeah, I think that that is also interesting to watch. I haven't heard anything really about any sort of negotiations going forward or them getting closer or really like any movement yeah. on that front. But I think that this is an interesting sort of step and I'll be excited to see what happens. Well, yeah. And it makes these major studios look just greedy and difficult because if smaller studios can agree to all the terms and like promise to pay fairly and adapt their um, streaming rights or whatever, then it's like, what excuse does Disney have, you know? (laughs) Right, exactly. So I think it's like a good strategy. I know some celebrities were very kerfuffled by it, um, but it seems like it makes sense, especially if it could You know, obviously it's sad for the people who aren't your like indie stars, like, you know, Anne Hathaway or whatever. Like, why does she need a paycheck during this strike type thing? Like, I can see that argument and the frustration, but it's also good that there is movement like being done and work being done and also the positive attention it gives to how these terms are, you know, doable and acceptable. It's just pressuring the corporate uh, villains, as it were. To uh, really accept. Like Mattel. Like Mattel. Corporate villains. <laughs> the biggest villain of them all. Um, no. I, <laughs> I um I can't believe that. I I love Barbie. Barbie's been doing successfully, but almost breaking its billion dollar mark. Did you see it's gonna join the billion dollar mark? Yes. Club. Well and so where like- are you gonna rank it? Well, this is the annoying thing about switching jobs is that, like, I have all of these wonderful lists that I wrote for BuzzFeed that I was updating yeah. there, and then now I don't get to update them. And well, it's I know, like, just like emotionally. Uh, <laughs> I mean, uh, I guess I would need to reconsult my billion dollar film rankings, yeah. <laughs> but there is a lot of terrible, terrible movies on that list. So, Barbie, yeah. I think, is definitely like top third at, yeah. at the very top least. five. Well, I don't know about that because yeah. I did like those Fast and the Furious movies, but wow, that's a real like pressure on me. Like, do I resent you for not placing Barbie higher, or do I appreciate your new love for Fast and the Furious? Like, wow, I'll have to sit with that one. I don't know. Yeah, wait. Okay, I'm pulling up my rankings right now. <laughs> I I have to fi- I have to figure this I feel out. Like, for there's myself. a Harry Potter that was way too high up there. Well, I like the first Harry Potter. The yeah. the la- and only I think two Harry Potters have crossed a billion dollars. So um like was Barbie better than the Avatar movies? I'm going to say yes. yes. <laughs> I think it was better than some of these Star Wars. Like was Barbie better than Furious 7? Hmm. You know what? I can't talk about this. I can't talk about I think, this. I think I would put Barbie at 21 because above That's... that is like, I don't think Barbie's yes. better than Lord of the Rings. I don't think Barbie's better than Zootopia. What? I don't think Barbie's better than Top Gun Maverick. I forgot about how bad your list your list. No, is my, so list is great. It's my list fine. is great. I don't want to revisit it. I don't think Barbie's as good as Skyfall. Or the Phantom Michelle Yeoh got married. <laughs> did you see this? I did. She has been engaged for 19 years, which is frankly awe-inspiring and... Were I to cast a Barbie sequel, I would want this storyline to feature because 
she met this wealthy dude, you know, the former CEO of Ferrari, like as one does, got engaged after a whirlwind summer, you know, seven weeks in the French Riviera. <laughs> I don't know where they met, but that sounds right. And then she just like, she just was engaged to him for 19 years. And then they got married and she's like, oh yes, we're so happy to celebrate this beautiful moment together. But then featured throughout the like events, like that people were posting photos of being there, her Oscar was just like following her around. Like she posed with it in a photo. It was on a different table in another photo. Like it was clear that she was moving it throughout the night. Like as she should, you know, a, a huge, a huge success for her. Um, but I love it. I love that that was a centerpiece of her celebration and, and even maybe a reason that she felt comfortable to finally marry this basic man once she established herself as the, <laughs> as the inspiration. Yeah. I mean, I guess like, yeah, is the theory sort of that she or that he or the both of them, like, didn't want to get married because they felt like there was sort of an uneven power oh, balance or something? I, I don't know. know. I, don't I, know. Know. I will say it's very gay of them to have a 19-year uh, <laughs> engagement. I know that uh, gay people haven't been able to be married for 19 years, mm, yeah, but yeah. <laughs> I do feel like gays love to, to like to just randomly be like secretly engaged to somebody for forever. And it's like, yeah. they're at the club making out with somebody and you're like, Oh, um, like what's their deal? Are they single? And they're like, Oh no, they're engaged. And you're like, Oh, to that guy. And they're like, no, not to that person to a different person. They've been engaged for six years. They live in different <laughs> cities. And you're like, what is going on? Like, what be is this story here? You know? I guess so. <laughs> but I'm just like, huh? Hmm. So, so you need to get yourself a fiance. Uh, yeah, one that I started. never see, and we could sort of just, you know, be dating for, or yeah. I, not dating. What are you engaged? Be engaged. Yeah, be engaged. I guess that's the word. Be engaged for, yeah, 16 years, years 19 years. See how it goes. The yeah. main thing I need is someone who has the money of the uh, Ferrari CEO yeah. or whatever. <laughs> I mean, I guess, yeah, if I'm engaged to him, quote unquote engaged and he's going to like buy me things then I don't really care <laughs> how long we're engaged or how I, or if we're in a different city no I don't <laughs> speaking though. of Barbie I don't though yeah sugar daddy Barbie can just hang out with Kate McKinnon doing the yeah. splits <laughs> yeah well I'm sure we can make that happen but um did you have any other news any other news? um well I had the Cardi B oh yeah mic throw yeah. This is a weird thing. I don't think we've talked about this yet on the podcast, no, have we? we had the fact a gap. that well, yeah. n- not the Cardi B thing, no, no, but no, just I know. like all, that all of these people are getting like pelted on stage with yeah. things, like that this is just a new uh, I don't know, trend of some variety that people yeah. in the audience are like throwing things at people on the stage as they're performing. And I yeah. think it maybe started with BB Rexa or that was the first person who I noticed and she got hit with something and had like a black eye and you know it was yeah, like they really threw dinged their phone up. at her which is yeah. like so illogical on so many levels. So then this weekend I think this video came out of somebody at a Cardi B concert like sort of splashes water on Cardi B or like throws, throws a cup of drink, something. Yeah. yeah. And then Cardi B chucks the mic that she's <laughs> holding back at the woman, yeah. which was incredible. I Iconic. mean, we don't sport violence, but incredible. And yeah. Yeah, I'm like, 
is has this always been a thing that's just like not been publicized before or <laughs> are people like why are people doing it because the crazy thing is that in order to be close enough i feel like to throw something and hit the pop star like you have to have good tickets or you have to be there early. you know it's not like yeah, no, some troll like, yeah. in the back is gonna be like i hate her like let me throw a cup <laughs> No, it's just like main character energy syndrome. Like I just feel like more and more people aren't really thinking through consequences because they're just like, wouldn't this be funny? Wouldn't this be cool? Wouldn't this get attention? Like that sort of just your your brain cooking up these sort of intrusive thoughts and you thinking like, yeah, why not? Because even the Cardi B woman, when she threw the mic back, the woman was immediately like, oh, I'm sorry, please, no, 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 I want to stay. Like, like it wasn't funny to her. It wasn't like, LOL, look, I got her. It was like, it. I think in their minds, and the, the guy who threw the phone also had a similar statement, which, you know, he was being charged with a crime, so maybe he wasn't being totally honest on his motivations. But just like this, oh, I was just like, I wasn't thinking. Like, I just, I just, I just wanted to. <laughs> And it's like little infants just running around with no no control over the idea that they affect others around them, that they have an impact. It's it's literally like watching my toddler just do things and you're like, why did you do that? And they're like, I don't know. Yeah, well, they're like trying things out, but adults. Yeah, you would have hoped you, know, you can't just that out. be trying out throwing I your know. phone at people. Well, and... Yeah, on the reverse side, there was that story with um, – dang it. I didn't prep for this, so I don't have her name. The country star, the country artist. Did you see this? Where I have no idea where she, we're going with this. Okay. She, like, she was doing a show, and she stopped it and was like, hey, there's a couple of girls up here taking a selfie while I'm singing. Like, aren't you supposed to be here for me? So why don't you get your little picture and then I'll keep on singing and like shamed them to the point of making them like leave, like fleeing the scene. Absolutely unhinged behavior, like just totally missing the mark. I don't know what she was thinking. Um, Miranda Lambert. Miranda Lambert. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yes. That's like a well, like she's like old too. Yeah. No, she's a classic. Is she's- she married to like, I feel like she's married to somebody. Yeah, she famous. is. Or she was. Like Garth Brooks? Is that a country singer? No. <laughs> Miranda Lambert. We're really entering into. She was. She's. Par, no, Blake Shelton. Oh, Blake Shelton. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's who he left before he yeah, dated Gwen, Gwen Stefani. Stefani. Yeah, so. Yeah. Uh, so she's going yeah. through it somehow, some way, and just looked completely unhinged yelling at her own fans absolutely weird and And also (laughs) sorry go ahead well i was just gonna say if you're a singer who's been singing as long as miranda lambert you have to know that at your concert like yes there's gonna be fans but there's also just gonna be some random people who like showed up or like got tickets through work or their girlfriend wanted to go or you know like that kind of thing so i feel like, like even at beyonce last night like those tickets were expensive, and there were people there who looked like they were not having a good time. Well, but that's the thing is they were having fun. They were just taking a selfie with her in the background, which is like a thing fans do. Like, you know, they'll turn on their selfie light and record them oh, singing yeah. with her or whatever. And it's just weird that this was like the last straw for her because, yeah, it has to have happened at other concerts, and it doesn't mean that they're like not paying attention. Like, it's just – it was absolutely weird to see her try and well, – 
crowd When shame. I Googled her, I'm also seeing that Miranda Lambert announces her dog Thelma has died. Do we oh, think that yeah. it's possible okay, that yeah. she could have <laughs> been sort of going through some sort of mental anguish about yeah. the dog? Yeah. You never know what someone's going through, I guess. Um, she forgot that, but we won't. Um, yeah. I also saw this funny story about um, Megan Fox. And she, you know, did as celebrities do, which is shared a GoFundMe for someone she knew. Um, I think it was like her her nail technician. Oh, and is this one of those stories where everyone was like, well, why don't you just yeah. give the money? <laughs> yeah, exactly. And instead of just like ignoring She's like, that, I'm on like, strike, bitch. Happen, she was like, hey, weirdos, um, just, do any yes. of you have the emotional intelligence to consider that maybe this person doesn't want her celebrity clients donating large sums of money to her because it creates a dynamic in her working relationships that makes her uncomfortable? Um, which, frankly, I can't imagine that being the case for someone like – like this isn't like her – boss it's like a it's like a side hustle right like it's like she's one of many clients you know so it's not like a weird dynamic it's just you have a rich friend and i mean and it also ignores the fact that she could she could donate anonymously or you know clean yeah. up <laughs> like i guess i guess there is a certain level of like okay if you were like let's say you got really rich for some reason or another yeah, yeah. and like i'm your friend and i like need fifty thousand dollars for you know something or another like yeah. i guess theoretically i could go to you and be like hey i know you have loads of money can you give me fifty thousand dollars but that is like sort of awkward so please but but i feel like the weirder thing is that megan fox like posts about it like if the friend if the friend like doesn't ask megan fox and is sort of like hey i'm just like putting this out here on my instagram like if anybody wants to donate money like donate money and then megan fox like donates like she can go donate a bunch of things the the brit she asked megan fox to post the gofundme see that's weird her yeah that is strange (laughs) Okay, now now I'm on the side of the people who are bringing it up. This is weird. It's just weird. And it's like, it's also weird to lash out at people who are just like, you know, they shouldn't bother celebrities. Celebs love to lash, though. I know, especially Megan Fox. She loves stepping in it. It's fine. It's her brand. But it's just like, she's like, so try again another day with some different bullshit, you bunch of psychos. (laughs) And I just, I wonder about this next era of, celebrity like you know uh fan relationships and what the vibe there is because like recently there's just been a slew of celebrities being like "Ugh, you guys are annoying like you you guys are pissing me off like please leave me alone think about this like I don't care about you I don't even know you why would I say I love you and it's fascinating um especially coming from a generation where fans expected to hear like you know taylor swift gets on and says i love you guys so much and like people really like actually believe it um i feel like more and more celebrities though are sort of like distancing themselves from fans altogether (laughs) like beyonce and like taylor swift too it's like yes they are acknowledging their fans and like at their concert they're like yes we love the fans whatever but they're not really like interacting with them much anymore like there is a big distance between the fans and them (laughs) And I wonder if we'll start getting more of that kind of situation. It's turning into freaking, you know, uh, (laughs) French Revolution levels of disinterest where they're just uh, removing themselves from the equation. You know, they don't need us peasants anymore. They shall 
protect their own and uh, lash out at us for daring to <laughs> question their I mean, as they emotional should, you intelligence. Know, why yeah. not? Why not? <laughs> Makes it more fun. Um, should we get into love it or hate it? Yes. Uh, so I saw this movie a couple of weeks ago, but was waiting for it to actually come out before I talked about it. It's called Talk to Me. It's a new horror movie from A24, which also I can't add to my A24 horror rankings. That's also Ugh. on BuzzFeed. So that's frustrating. But this would be higher than Barbie is on the <laughs> billion dollar listing, I would say. Uh, Talk to me is incredible. Uh, it's 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 got like hereditary vibes. It's set in Australia and was made by these two brothers in Australia for like super, super low money. It premiered at Sundance and was bought by A24. And the basic premise is that there's this weird sort of like plaster hand that this group of teenagers find. And if you hold the hand and say, talk to me, sort of like a dead body's spirit uh, like inhabits you and it can talk out of you and you sort of get like the rush of some sort of like drug high when this happens but you can only do it for 90 seconds because if you do it for more than 90 seconds then the spirit sort of like stays in your body and you can't get rid of it and so of course this is like a party trick that they're doing and it goes poorly when somebody keeps the spirit inside them for more than 90 seconds and it is just terrifying like a petrifying movie it reminded me of hereditary or barbarian in like the levels of fear that i just had the entire time like you're so clenched i was curled up in a ball and but at the same time like it's really funny in certain ways i think the story works really well it's a really simple premise and so like the ending ties back into the beginning you know it's like not trying to do too much yeah. or too many things it's very like we are on a low budget. This is a tiny movie. Like we have a limited cast. There's limited things we can do, but it uses that to its advantage. I think by making these scenes like sort of really intimate and small, and there's not like a lot of special effects. It's all sort of like makeup and practical effects. And I just loved it. It was such a good <laughs> scare. And I think obviously you don't like horror movies, but oh, yeah, for our, seen it. For our horror movie fans who are listening to this, like this is the one to see. I feel like so far this this year has been good for horror. Like like love Megan, Cocaine Bear, but those were more like campy. And I also <laughs> yeah. loved the blackening. Oh yeah. But that was yeah. more like horror comedy horror comedy satire. I think yeah. this is the best horror movie that I've seen so far that's actually like a straight up yeah. like scary horror film. Well, Rob went and saw it, so um Did he like it? Yeah, yeah, he liked it. Uh, okay. I read the spoilers, and um, I don't think it would ever be my cup of tea. Cause no, because also kind of you... a more generic, like it is more of your demon horror. Yeah, and you don't like, like the demon stuff. Yeah, it's not necessarily right. like elevated. It, it, not that I only even like elevated horror, but it's not like it's not like the trend lately of like, oh, this actually means something else. It's about depression. Yeah, you know? it's not like Candyman <laughs> or something. Yeah. So, um, yeah, it's probably a very scary movie. So no reason for me to see it. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah. Avoid um, it at all costs. Yeah. Instead, I have been watching Apple TV shows, um, oh. which, you know, are expensive and no one ever hears about them. No. So I wanted to share um, Hijack, which is starring Idris Elba. 
Um, it's from the creator of his other Idris show. Elba is message. the king of being in things that no one has heard I of. I swear if you go to his IMDb page, it's like, what like, are what any are of these doing? movies? But yeah. then he's famous. But <laughs> oh, if you yeah. ask me to like, what are talented. five things Idris Elba has been in? It's like, uh, Hobbs and Shaw, I guess he was in. Um, could I list anything else? I don't know. Well, now you know he's in Hijack, which is a limited series basically about a group of people that hijack a, a passenger airplane, so a big commercial airplane. Um, and so it's like – it's very short. The finale is this week, and that's seven episodes. Um, but it's a lot of fun. It's basically like reminiscent of 24, but without the, you know, racism and <laughs> the uh, American propaganda. Uh, it's a British – a British show, um, and it's sort of in real time almost, it feels like, because it's a six-hour flight, and it's spread over this seven-hour episode. Um, and so it's a lot of things happening on the ground as people in, like, the UK government is trying to figure it out. And then you're also following Idris Elba, who is a passenger on the airplane, who's trying to, like, manipulate and negotiate with these terrorists. And then the terrorists are kind of all have their different motivations, too. So it's been fun. It's definitely, like, just an easy you know, kind of one of those 90s action thriller vibes that you just can slip into and enjoy um, <laughs> imagining the tension of being stuck on an airplane with a hijacker. Uh, if that sounds fun to you, I think it's a good show for it. So no, I, I feel like Apple TV secretly has a bunch of these kind of things because I watch Slow Horses uh back a couple because i used to cover apple tv for oh, yeah. buzzfeed so i had to so there was like a two-year period where basically i've seen at least a few episodes of every yeah. single thing that apple put out including like the movies yeah. and some like there no one talked bad. about any of it oh, but know. some of them are like secretly good or interesting or at the very least yeah. they look good like they're, they're well shot and yeah. they have a good cast yeah but yeah, yeah I like tried to get into the crowded room and that was bad. Oh, yeah. Or like Silo or the, the last thing he told me. So it's like really, I, it's a hit and miss and it leans on the miss. Um, but I liked Hijack and that's really all I can say. <laughs> yeah. I loved Shining Girls, but that was terrifying. Oh, yeah. So yeah. yeah. Another Weird. thing to not watch I if you don't like just being scared out of terrifying. your mind. Scared out of your mind? I felt like it was super scared because it's like the guy's stalking these women. Yeah, but it's like time travel. It's like weird. It's like Yeah, whatever. but you don't know that at first. Okay. Or at I least mean, I didn't. Yeah, it's pretty implied. Like it by, I only watched like two episodes, so it had to be pretty quickly implied. I don't know. Or well, revealed. it was also a book. Maybe you knew it ahead of time. Maybe I, I told know. you. I don't know. It's fine. Um. Anyways. Anyways. <laughs> anyways, we're bringing this energy to our Thursday episode as – we talk about Oppenheimer, Good which we Abby. we all know Shelby will love. I love it. I'm so excited to She's talk about so it. She's so excited. We oh, knew this. We've, we've oh, known for God. months that this would be Shelby's favorite movie of the year. Um, so can't wait to just hear her <laughs> rave and glow yeah. about how <laughs> much she loves yes. Robert Oppenheimer. Uh, <laughs> no, Shelby, this is Shelby. 
let the record show Shelby elected to have a whole episode on Oppenheimer when she refused because, to put it with Barbie. Because I wanted to protect Barbie's space. Okay. Okay. Those well, are the sacrifices I make. Well, so now we <laughs> got a, a whole episode on Oppenheimer and we'll be doing that <laughs> on Thursday. So tune in for Barbenheimer Part 2. Bye. <laughs> 